0: What's up, my Norman Newsies? This is John.
1: And this is Forrest. Welcome to the Norman News Bulletin Podcast. Today we've got a special episode with our draft recap here. When We have special guest Alvino Lamar. Alvino, how you doing? Chilling, chilling. Y'all know we had to run it back. All right. We're glad to have you back for some draft analysis, uh, both just kind of of the weekend and of the actual draft itself. So... We're going to start out just talking about the draft weekend. We had 11 out of the 12 league members there with most of them bringing their significant other, whether that be wife, girlfriend, or fiance. Uh, It was a good time. How did you guys like it?
0: I had a great time with my best friend, OC. We shared a room. It was was pretty cool. The OC (laughs) and Hunter.
2: All right. Got a lot of sun, you got to swim out a little bit. Um sleeping arrangements were a little rough, but we powered through for, for three days, so it went too bad.
1: Yeah, it was a house designed for I think ten and we had sixteen in there, so it was a little yeah. rough. But yeah, we made it work. it was fun for everybody though, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh we well, I went to two ball games. I watched the Phillies get swept by the Diamondbacks. And then the Cardinals and Chiefs, and I honestly don't even know who won. We left early. It's preseason, but it was fun. That was my first NFL game. So, Did Patrick Mahomes play that game? Yeah, I got to watch two drives of Patrick Mahomes. I got to watch him throw a pick in the end zone, actually, too. <laughs> there
2: you go. I think, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's played every preseason game, so there's no surprise there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was cool. You know, I mean, that's the highest-paid quarterback of all time, and I got to watch him play, so that was fun. Is uh, Kyler as small as everybody says he is? <laughs> I, I actually, so Kyler only played like three drives in the first quarter, and I didn't actually get to see him play, but I saw him on the sideline talking to DeAndre Hopkins, and, yeah, he looks pretty small. He does. Those
0: are my boys right there.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I want to give a special shout-out to Isabel and Missy for arranging and playing in that Airbnb. That was a pretty sick house. Shout-out to them.
0: Yeah, no complaints. That was a good one.
1: <laughs> and then to Steve also for wearing his backwards Brandon Marshall Dolphins jersey and really just wilding out, having a good time.
0: Yeah.
1: We were all wilding and his... out, so everybody was
2: having a good time. <laughs> but, yeah, Steve, uh, I mean, he he brought the energy that weekend. Yeah, yeah we can't
0: fail to mention his uh, diabetic compression. He socks. <laughs>
1: He said they were Versace or some shit. They're like 80 bucks. We got
0: four pairs for, no, four pairs for $100. They look ridiculous. Or two pairs, maybe. All right, all
1: right. Um, And then, you know, our draft day, it was fun. Um, We kind of, after the draft, it took a while. And then after that, everyone wound down pretty much. I was trying to get it going in the pool, but nobody's really having it. But it was still a Draft's good day. exhausting. Yeah, it is. It can be that way.
0: A lot of me- mental straining, unless you're Steve, when you just picked <laughs> off gut every time.
1: Yeah. Um. And then moving forward, we've got some future shows coming up. Uh, we're going to do a couple of season preview shows. I think I'm going to break it up into two. And we'll do one for each division, just kind of looking at what we got. Uh as far as rosters go, talking about going into the season, and we'll have some guests on those, I think. And then once the season actually kicks off, we're going to be doing weekly episodes that we'll hopefully release on Friday, if John and I can get that together. Uh, Just talking about matchups, storylines, news, whatever Mm -hmm. else we need going into the week. So, Looking forward to that. And I guess now we can move on, go over what happened on draft day, starting with the rule changes? Just a quick reaction from both of you. How did you feel about the rule change voting? It was uh, I mean, I was,
2: yeah, yeah it was. we went through them pretty quick. I was cool with it. I know uh, you ended up proposing about four of them. I think two of them ended up passing. Uh, but I think um, it's going to help the league kind of move into a better, better place. So hopefully... It'll
1: be fun this season. What, were the yeah, what two, about you, w-
0: which ones did pass just to review So, Yeah, forgot.
1: so so I did I proposed five rule changes and three of them passed. Oh, there uh, you go. Yeah, so uh, the first one that we voted on was voting on trades. Um, I voted or I proposed that we remove trade voting where just if you make a trade and both parties agree to it, it goes through automatically. No reason for the whole league to vote on it. That passed pretty much unanimously, I think. I wonder when we'll have our first trade. It's already happened. That's gonna come up later in the I know or right. later in the show.
0: <laughs> I was trying to get to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, second one. Second rule was removing kickers. That did not pass. There were actually, including myself, there were only three of us who voted to remove kickers, so it was a pretty landslide. Hate to see it. Our league loves kickers. kickers. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you suck. Um, The third rule proposal was adding an extra flex position. So instead of just one flex, we'd have two flexes. Uh, That was not... Voted in, so we yeah. still are still just rolling with one flex, which is fine. I didn't have any real strong feeling towards that one either way, but I thought it might be a cool wrinkle. Uh, we're still going just with the standard quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, flex tight end, kicker, defense. Fourth one was uh, reducing our bench. So first, so our bench the last few years. The last five years, really, has been seven spots, and I proposed to move it down to five. That did not go over well, but people were willing to move it down to six, so we reduced our bench spots from seven to six. That adds 12 additional players into the free agent pool. Just kind of makes it a little bit more competitive whenever we're bidding for those free agents and waivers. A lot of good
2: changes. What? And then you had the. Uh, <laughs> you said. Uh, you guys
0: you just both went quiet. My
1: bad. I was waiting for a reaction. Well, <laughs> you had to get through the fifth and final one first. Oh, shit. Nobody's matchups. got anything to say about that? All right. I our la- all your
0: our last one. Were ass.
1: <laughs> Thanks, John. So, our last one that did pass was removing repeat matchups. So, generally, uh, In a normal 17-week season, which is not the case this year, but we would have 13 regular season matchups, but there's only 12 league members, so you'd have 11 regular season matchups plus two repeat matchups. This year we would have had three repeat matchups, and the repeat matchups really can be a big disadvantage for some people, a big advantage for others, and they're not quite as fun because you've already played that person before. So my proposal was to remove repeat matchups altogether and make the first week, the last week and week seven, right in the middle. Well, not quite right in the middle, but it one of the middle weeks into kind of a battle Royale format where the top six scores in the entire league get a W and the bottom six scores get a loss that was passed. Uh, it was Pretty close to unanimous. I, I'm not sure if anyone voted against it. There might have been a couple, but most of the league voted for. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I think that one was pretty much kind of
2: the best rule of the night um, just because it's going to be a little bit different. Again, like you said, no repeat matchups. That also helps Garrett out. But I was indifferent to it <laughs> when it first came out. But then just kind of thinking about it, I was like, hey, that's a pretty badass idea. Just have the top six that scored those weeks kind of get that dub. So um, these projections are kind of already got people trying to figure their shit out and, and trying to see who's who's going to win week one.
1: Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I'm the one that proposed it. And I originally – I proposed week seven, and that's what we voted on. After drafting my team, I realized that I've got a couple important buys on week seven, and I'd rather do it on week eight. But We're not we changing already, that. No, nah, no. Nah, we already voted. <laughs> I'll vote on it. I'll vote. Yeah, <laughs> All right. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's gonna be fun. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. I think that, really, we've got some rule changes that we enacted that are gonna make the league a little better, make it a little more fun, change it up a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna be it's we'll, gonna be a fun season. They'll
0: prevent the league from continuing to regress. Would you say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're just gonna keep going away from the average in a positive direction. So let me hear some reactions on how you guys think the draft went. Just as far as actual, you know, flow and organization of the day. Uh, You know how how did it feel on draft day? Yeah, so draft day, I think everybody was kind
2: of nervous, kind of leading up to the draft. Once we hit about an hour, we were kind of all in the pool, and then once we kind of hit about an hour before draft time, people kind of started getting locked in and and trying to figure out their strategy and try to. Hone in on their skills. Um, the draft itself, it, it did go pretty long. Um, I wasn't there with you guys last year, but y'all said it went longer last year than, than this year. So I guess that's that's an improvement on that part. But I think everybody kind of just, the first couple rounds, I mean, it, obviously it was exciting uh, getting a starter and getting your starting lineups is, is always the most exciting part in trying to figure out your best players. I think kind of once you get to the round 12 and around 13, everybody's kind of just uh, a little bit over and trying to drag on, but um, you just got to f- try to find a way to stay locked in the whole time because you can always get some hidden gems in those in those later rounds. But um, overall, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think everybody else did too as well. Um, and I think a lot of people, we all got uh, some stacked teams too as well, and everybody was kind of happy with their roster.
1: Yeah, we didn't stick to a time limit as much, but it it, it pretty much flowed pretty well. Uh, I think there towards the end, then we started timing some people because, yeah, like you said, people just started losing a little bit of focus, but I thought it went well. It was a fun day, fun draft. John, you got anything to say on the draft?
0: Uh, not really. I just kind of agree with that sentiment. I mean, the only thing I would change is being stricter about the time limits because I feel like some people took fucking
1: forever. But Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough asking people who are participating in the draft to keep the time, and then people who aren't participating in it don't really give a fuck. So. What's the, what was
2: the time limit before, like, y'all had one last year?
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be two minutes.
2: I feel like nobody was really picking in two minutes, though. I feel like everybody was kind of probably under that two-minute range.
1: Yeah, I think most people were. It's just every now and then, you know, we'd kind of get yeah. sidetracked, but...
2: It's, it's, it's a little bit harder when you're kind of targeting somebody in that round and then he ends up going right before you get to him. And you're like, well, fuck, now I got to, now I got to find a whole another strategy and try to find a whole new target. So it it's, it gets like that, but that, I mean,
1: that's, that's what the draft is and that's how it goes. So. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, this is our post draft show. We're going to be doing some draft analysis. I've asked Alvino and John, to pick their best pick for each team, the worst pick for each team, and a draft gate, a draft grade for each team member. And I've done that as well. Uh, we'll go through and we'll let Alvino give it first, followed by John, and then I'll bring up the rear. And we're going to start just kind of with the draft order. We'll start with Garrett. Even though he didn't actually pick first, he picked ninth in the first round because of that weird trade, but he was drafting from the one spot the rest of the draft, so we'll start with him alvino, what's his garrett's best pick worst pick, and overall draft trade
2: yeah, um so
1: this is again
2: pre. i guess this was right after the draft, so this is all just draft results and and not trades and any acquisitions or any injuries, even though. Um, I think we all obviously kind of know Garrett ended up drafting J.K. Dobbins, who ends up going out for the year. So um, that's going to put a little hamper on, on his lineup in his season. But um, overall, I mean, Garrett, he drafted pretty well. Um, I had him as the fourth best um, draft of, of us. Um, I think he kind of hit the head on with Aaron Jones and, and J.K. Um, but being able to get Melvin Gordon, too, as well as that number one different running back, is is going to be um, a savior for him too as well but again you've got keenan allen as wide receiver one dj Moore also is going to get a lot of targets and a lot of volume um he does have to figure out that flex thing though um i know he he's he's bullish on michael thomas but you just never know with him um just after the last year and then um his tight end with Noah Fant, you gotta um figure some things out with there um over there in Denver with, with that quarterback situation too as well and all those receivers. But overall Garrett had a had a pretty good draft. Again, I got him as 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 number four in my in my rankings.
1: All right. What about you, John? What you got? Uh,
0: so I think Garrett had a pretty good draft overall. I mean, really to me, the same thing Alvino said, it's just Michael Thomas, you have to see, you know, I mean, he's gonna get a lot of throws to so him. Jameis doesn't hold on to the ball, but uh, I think that's the biggest wild card for him. Um, and then his best pick, gosh, honestly. He
2: had, yeah, he I had guess, a lot of good ones. So it's, it's yeah, it like really hard he had for like me to kind five, of say what well, was his like, best one.
0: I feel like his first five rounds are all pretty good picks. It's just J.K. Dobbins is out, so that's unlucky. But, I mean. I think all those dudes that he picked in the first five rounds are pretty much even picks for where they're picked for value. No one really stands out as that, you know, number one guy to me. Right.
2: Okay. Well balanced.
1: You got a worst pick for him?
0: Uh, worst pick. Um, he picked a guy on the Cowboys, uh, right? Pollard. So yeah, I guess yeah, I had to pick totally- him.
2: Um, I think maybe this Tyler Boyd, I know Tyler Boyd, he says he's projected to hit 14 week one. Um, but I don't know. It's hard that the Bengals team is going to have a lot of weapons too, as well. I think T Higgins coming into his second year is going to want to try to step up a little bit. And then obviously they, they draft somebody um, in that first five picks with Jamar Chase, um, hasn't had a great preseason, but he's he's still going to be that guy that they're always going to go to. Um, so, maybe that Tyler Boyd, again, is going to be in this first yeah. position. So, we'll see.
0: And Tyler Boyd, to me, is one of those guys where he's either uh, ah. one catch for five yards or he has, like, a game of his life. Like, he has a lot of zero – or, like, right. zero to five-point games. So yeah, the, the inconsistency choose will be right. all season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Alvino, you went a lot more in-depth than me. I'm just going to go through. And, I mean, my best pick for Garrett is Curtis Samuel in the ninth round. I just think Fitzpatrick's going to feed him. They're going to have a strong passing attack this year and I really like that. I think that's a good value.
2: There's a lot of people that really love Fitzpatrick in Washington right now. <laughs> like they they think the Redskins are going to be doing some I keep saying the Redskins, but they think that team's going to be doing some doing some stuff this year so it's I don't know, we'll see, but Fitzpatrick again, he's he's
0: I mean, he hasn't
2: even been to the playoffs yet. He's been in the league for four years. That's what I'm years, saying. So. Everyone
1: but just remembers it doesn't, how much fun you guys are he talking about him. the he playoffs. Win. It, it doesn't matter if he wins for fantasy, though. I mean, what is Ryan gonna,
0: Fitzpatrick's best fantasy season, though?
1: We're not talking about Fitzpatrick. He constantly, I know, but I'm just receivers. saying, like, I'm, ta- does I'm he excited have for those receivers. Just put up points with him every year. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably
2: need to look at, like, Devontae Parker's year last year or something like that just to kind of figure it out. But I think Fitzpatrick had his best year last year. So, that if you're going to be trying to compare and contrast anything about these receivers in Miami, you
1: probably need to look at last year's. But um, I'm not really Fitz, too sure on what, what it was. Fitz loves to air it out. And Curtis Samuels is a good receiver. So, in the ninth round, I think – hes I mean, he's got the wide receiver, too, on a pass-happy team. I like it. Uh, they did
2: draft somebody from North Carolina, De'Ami Brown, though. He's also supposed to be a stud. And then you also have Antonio Gibson also getting some some pass catches, too, as well. But Curtis Samuel, I mean, they 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 brought him into Washington to be that number two guy. So I think he probably will, will hold that through the season.
1: Yeah. Do we have a dog in the background? What's going on?
0: Yeah. I'm trying to get her to <laughs> calm down, but that's not working right now.
1: All right. All right. We'll try to ignore <laughs> it for now, then. That's not
0: me panting. I don't get that excited by Alvino's evaluations.
2: It's a good old failure for you. Fillier Rice (laughs) is the panter in the
1: group. (laughs) Uh, My worst pick for Garrett is Melvin Gordon in the sixth. And Melvin Gordon, he's now slotting him in as running back two. Now that the J.K. Dobbins injury has happened. And I really just – I don't think you're going to get very many good weeks out of Melvin Gordon, and you're not going to get any great weeks at all. So – uh, I think that, really, he was off of my draft board completely. I didn't want Melvin Gordon in any round, And taking him into six seems a little early to me.
2: Melvin will be a toss-up for sure. Um, obviously, they drafted Javante Williams in the second round um, to kind of be that future in the backfield. But um, from what I've been hearing in camp, Melvin's been that RB1. This whole camp, Javante hasn't really held a candle to him so far. So I think Melvin at least will start off the year with getting a bulk of the carries. Um, And then we'll kind of see where it goes from there. But if things do change over in Denver in that backfield, then then Garrett's going to have to make some changes for sure with RB2.
1: Yeah. John, are you taking a shower now or what's going on? (laughs) No, I just walked away from the dog, so it's outside. Okay.
0: It's very loud. a bunch of crickets and cicadas. Cicadas. It's very loud. (sighs) All right, let me get (laughs) in my studio. (laughs) <laughs> don't you have a bedroom <laughs> or something I do but then she'll just whine when'd you even get a dog nine months ago oh. <laughs> overall Shepard Corgi lots of energy
1: overall I, I thought Garrett had a good draft though. Um, do you have any rankings uh, with everybody where's he ranked at so, yeah, I gave letter grades to everybody I gave him a B plus I really liked it okay. uh, I thought it was good really I mean A B plus for me is tied for tied for third or no yeah tied for third out of all my rankings so i got J K Dobbins out no I mean I I made these before the J K Dobbins injury Uh, I'm just basing it on the draft I thought his draft uh, overall was really solid and um, I I gave it a B plus overall Uh, I I liked it I. I didn't like Melvin Gordon, but that was really one of the only picks I didn't like out of his, so I thought he did a good job. Good draft, G. All right, number two that we're going to go over is Zade. Zade was drafted in the two spot. Alvino, what do you think about Zade's draft?
0: Uh,
2: let me pull it up here. So Zade um,
1: Zayd had a good draft.
2: Um, wasn't as good as Garrett's, I don't feel. Um I have him 7 out of 11 in the rankings. I um I don't have myself in my own rankings, but I had him 7 out of the 11 not including myself. Um but kind of looking at at his roster, um I'm not too sold on the DeAndre Swift thing. I know they bring in Jamal Williams from from Green Bay to those carries too as well. DeAndre Swift, I think he's going into a second or third year too as well. Um but he's we'll see everyone wants to be bullish on him. I think he was that second round pick for, for Zay, but, um, that Jamal Williams kind of scares me a little bit. And then kind of just wide receiver two, T Higgins. Um, again, you just never know still going into his second year too, as well with that Bengals offense. Um, and then Brandon Ike. So he's got, he's got a lot of, a lot of sophomore guys kind of going into their second year, depending on those receivers to, to kind of, um, move along that roster a little bit. Um, the probability of them all panning out is just – I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, I got i got Zade seven out of 11 on mine. Good draft. I'd give it an average draft. Not great. Uh, I think he'll definitely have to make some changes in the season, though.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that. John, what do you got on Zade's draft?
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think it's another – good draft overall I really liked his last pick honestly with Deshaun Watson I know there's a chance he might not play at all but if he sets on the field getting that guy in round 15 was definitely a smart move um and then yeah I just don't know about T Higgins and I've just never been high on Raheem Mostert. so uh I guess that would be the weak parts of his team to me but I mean I I just I I like most of everyone's draft, so I don't really have anybody that I feel like did a terrible job. I think it's really just going to come down to injuries and what rookies perform, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for Zade, I was torn between his best pick. I really like both his second-round pick and Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is – I mean, he has the potential to be the wide receiver one, and he got him at the end of the second. And then – I really liked also Brandon Ayuk in the fifth. He's stolen from me. I was wanting to grab him right there. I think both of those guys, he's gonna be pretty strong at wide receiver.
2: Uh you said you liked his second round pick, DeAndre Swift. What do you what did you like about DeAndre?
1: No, his second round was Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley.
2: Oh, okay. DeAndre yeah. was Swift
1: third. was third. Th- third was yeah. DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Oh okay, so, Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like Calvin Ridley. I was torn I mean if Joe Mixon wasn't available there, then I would have taken Calvin Ridley. But I I couldn't pass on Mixon. But I love Calvin Ridley late second. I think that's a great value for him, honestly. Um, my least favorite pick for Zade was DeAndre Swift in the third. I really don't like DeAndre Swift this year. I, I just don't like the Lions overall. And DeAndre... I mean, we already know he's dealing with injury. You can't really take that into account for the draft because that, that hadn't come out by then. But... I just – I don't want a running back on a really bad offense like that. So, not a big fan of DeAndre Swift. But overall, again, really, I thought Zade had a, a pretty good draft. Besides his third-round pick, I thought he was really strong. And I gave him a B-plus also, just like Garrett. So,
2: Garrett and Zade
1: are in the same category, do you? Yeah. Yeah, whenever I was looking at it, I thought Garrett and Zade were uh, right there, neck and neck. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, move on to the third pick of the draft. That was me. Alvino, what do you think about my draft?
2: Uh, Yeah, just kind of after looking at it, I mean, again, I think you had one of the better drafts. I got you third out of 11. So you had the third best draft. Um, The running backs, I do like Najee Harris. You getting him. Um, The Joe Mixon thing, I think that's obviously going to be my – and Tyler Higman are both going to be. My worst two picks on you. Um, you're pretty bullish on Tyler Higby, but we'll see what he does. Um, the fact that Allen Robinson was able to fall to you as your wide receiver one after he had 1,200 yards last year is, is something that you definitely don't want to see after you get three running backs, too, as well. Um, Deontay Johnson, also a great pick, too, as well. But, um, again, you have another stealer on there that you're you're going to be rooting for for everybody on when with Ben Roethlisberger kind of spreading it around with so many weapons on that offense, but um, over the spikings defense, that's kind of random, but that's, (laughs) I don't know. Um, Robbie Anderson for depth. Um, Gio Bernard. We'll see Uh, Latavius and Murray. Yeah, we'll see, but Brandon cooks and Robbie Anderson for depth. Brian Edwards has been having a good camp out there in Las Vegas too, as well. So he should be coming on for his, for his second year, but um, receiver depth. You're, you're pretty good at, um, and then this running back depth, depth um, you'll probably end up having to drop and some people, though. But big draft for the starters, though, for sure.
1: John, what you got? Yeah,
0: um, I mean, once again, I like your team. The squad's pretty complete. I like Deontay Johnson a lot. I think he's going to get the ball a whole hell of a lot this year. Um, I The only pick that I didn't really like from you uh, – was Joe Mixon. I just I've had Joe Mixon on my team two out of the last three years I think, maybe the last two years for portions of the season. And the guy is fine when he's out there, but he just gets hurt. He misses half the games almost every season I feel like. And I'm rooting for him, but he's just a very very frustrating guy to roster to where I just stay away from him cuz he'll give you like a lot of 25-point games, he'll give you a couple 15, 12 points, and then he's just hurt for a third of the season at least. But I mean, I think you got some decent guys back up. I mean, honestly, like Giovanni Bernard, I think he could actually get some decent amount of touches this year. Um, And the rest of your team's pretty solid. I mean, we'll see what Matt Ryan looks like without having Julio back there. But the Falcons still are definitely a pass-happy offense for the most part. So that's about all my thoughts on that. I think your team's pretty solid.
2: What's crazy is Deontay Johnson's projected to score more than Allen Robinson right now. Deontay is supposed to get 15 points week one, and then Allen Robinson is supposed to score 14. If anything, I do think Deontay just regresses just a little bit just because again, you're adding Najee Harris into into that mix. Um, And then just, yeah, Chase Claypool, Juju and, and some other people in, in, in that offense. So, um, I do think he may have a little bit of regression um, than last year. I think last year was kind of his coming out party, but um, we'll we'll see with Deontay too as well. But Joe Mixon, yeah, is going to be is going to be a question mark. Saying if he can if he can stay healthy, if he stays healthy, you have all three running backs playing in your starting lineup, then um, you're going to be pretty hard to beat for sure.
1: Yeah, you know Joe Mixon. Obviously, the injuries are always a concern, and I knew that coming into it. But at the end of the second. I couldn't pass up on his talent. And really, as long as he's healthy, he's a three-down back. He's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to get a lot of receptions. I'm not going to not draft someone because they might get injured, you know? So uh, so do you have
2: that same kind of uh, thought process when, like, taking somebody like Saquon, when, when Hunter takes Saquon and everybody goes, hey, why would you take Saquon, Saquon when Zeke was there? Is it, are you drafting him based on potential or is it like, I wouldn't draft Saquon just because he's come back from an ACL injury. He's been hurt quite a few times over his first three years in the league. So I'm just going to pass on that.
1: No, so the difference to me between Joe and Saquon right now is that Joe is presumably healthy coming into the season. Saquon, they're still talking about his injury. He might miss the first couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, Joe, they know he's going to be there week one. He's going to be ready to go. He's the running back one. Saquon, they're saying – hey, we might have to go a couple of weeks limiting his snaps. We might have to go a couple weeks without him. Uh, so that's the difference to me between those injury histories. Uh, you know, I mean, people talk about Dalvin Cook's injury history. He went number two overall this year. He was a number two ADP. And people are not not drafting him because of injury history. So I don't know why you wouldn't draft Joe.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Um... I do think Saquon will be ready by Week One. He's kind of he's he's got videos of him cutting and stuff. I think he went to the same doctor as Joe Burrow. They also had the same injury. Joe Burrow's kind of out there too as well. I just think the Giants are trying to keep everything close to the vest and in house so far. But uh, we'll probably see twenty six out there Week One.
1: Yeah, we might. I don't know. we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, but really, overall, my favorite pick that I had was Allen Robinson at the end of the fourth. I thought – I had no idea or no expectation for him to drop that low. I was ecstatic to get him with my wide receiver one there. Yeah, then, that
2: was that was something – I mean, well, I'll probably get into it with my pick too as well. But just from hearing the opinion of kind of everybody else in the group where everybody – and you kind of just alluded to this with the DeAndre Swift thing, it's just like, I'm not taking anybody that's going that's projected to be on a bad offense or on a bad team. So Allen Robinson gets overlooked, David Montgomery gets overlooked just because they're on that Bears team. Um, just kind of like like what you said with DeAndre Swift. Um, so yeah, him falling down there to you um, in that fourth round was 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 definitely a steal and probably your best pick so far too as well.
1: Yeah, you know, I think he's locked in for 150 targets at least, at least a thousand yards. Uh, touchdowns may be hard to come by, but I think he's just going to be a solid floor. Wide receiver one. He's going to finish top 12. He's not going to be exciting any week, but he's going to have a solid season. That's what I'm expecting. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, he's a I mean, blue just, collar. It's always, an added,
0: guy. it's always an added bonus when you get to watch Andy Dalton throw some footballs.
1: Oh, absolutely. Just for a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's true. Give it four weeks. Uh, yeah, my least favorite pick of my draft. And, I mean, really, there's two of them. Uh, I've dropped both of them already. But uh, David Johnson and Cole Beasley. I I took both of them too early. And, you know, it was kind of getting into the... Close to the double-digit round. Shit, it wasn't even at double-digit yet. But I was just looking at my list, and they were kind of standing out as not drafted yet. And I... I uh Caved to the pressure of my my rankings, and so I was upset at myself for those. But I've got I already gotten rid of both of them. But it, it feels kind of like a wasted pick. It happens uh, to the best of us. Yeah, and the worst uh, of us too, though. <laughs> and my overall draft grade for me is an A plus. I had the best draft <laughs> in the league. So we can move on now to OC. Is I'll this what you got
2: for OC? <laughs> So for me, O.C., I think, had the best draft out of everybody. Um, When you just kind of look at his roster kind of from top to bottom, there's no misses on there. Um, And then him being able to have James Robinson as the 100% um, running back one out there in Jacksonville, and he's plugging him in that flex is going to do him wonders too as well now that Travis Etienne is is done for the year, but – Again, he's kind of like a, he's, he's constructed his roster kind of like u force where he's got three running backs and then some very good uh, wide receivers, thousand yard wide receivers, too, as well. Um, his tight end is going to be Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to have a great year out there in in Atlanta. He's going to be one of those guys that just kind of acts more as a wide receiver and, and gets a lot of targets, especially in the red zone. Um, but you, you kind of look at O.C.'s roster and, and you just don't see any real holes in there. So he's he's going to be tough to beat um, this season.
1: John, what you got for O.C.?
0: I really liked his quarterback draft, getting Justin Herbert. That was the guy that I wanted to get uh, after all those premier quarterbacks get selected, but he nicked them just in time. But uh, I think Justin Herbert's going to continue to you know, have a good showing out there. He is a pretty good rookie and there are going to be in a lot of close ball games, but Justin Herbert, I would have loved for him to be on my team. Um, I'm not as high on Kyle Pitts. I mean, I, I am overall for his career. I just don't see a tight end as a rookie making as much of an impact as everybody thinks he's going to. I mean, there's tight ends that catch some football that catch some touchdowns, but, uh, I, I just I don't know, I was looking through, and I know force I think you've posted something about this in the group me uh about like the best historic tight end seasons, and they're never for rookies they're they're
1: not ever really that great compared to like a wide receiver um, yeah the, the best rookie tight end season ever was Evan Ingram a few years back, and even that you weren't really happy, I think he finished as like a tight end seven or something, so yeah. Yeah, and rookie tight ends just don't do it.
0: And I don't hate that pick. I mean, O.C.'s roster strong as well. But, I mean, that's just the one to me where I think people are overhyping the player a little bit. Um, And then I'll just give another pick I like, too, is I just think him getting Jarvis Landry is just a good, solid. Like, I I love having a guy like Jarvis in the flex. I think he is a guy that there's a lot of weeks throughout the season where you know, he he's a good option to have on your bench right there. So, I think he has Jarvis on the bench. I'm a little
1: jealous of that, too. Yeah. For, for OC, my favorite pick of his, and really, you know, I kind of constructed these rankings and, and now analyzed these drafts after the uh, Travis Etienne injury. So, I mean, getting James Robinson in the seventh round. Jesus, John, are you snapping at a dog? What's going on? I was turning yeah, on my light me. switches. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right so i i think that getting james robinson in the seventh round is a great value because yeah i mean he's an rb2 locked in possibly an rb1 and he got him in the seventh round yeah it's my, a good pick. my least favorite pick is actually completely opposite of you john i did not like his justin herbert pick in the sixth round um uh, I think that sixth round for a quarterback is still like in that early QB range but I just I'm not convinced that Justin Herbert is that early QB quality uh, I mean obviously yeah he had a good rookie season but he just he hasn't done enough for me yet to merit that high pick. there I think there were still a lot better quarterbacks left in the sixth round personally so you know that's just my opinion but we'll see how that plays out. Justin Herbert could come out and ball out and prove me wrong. My overall grade yeah. I gave him a B. Yeah, it, just finishing up for OC. My for me, Uh I gave him a B overall, just below Garrett and Zade. And uh, I, I think he had a solid draft, but I think that he reached a little bit for Kyle Pitts. Well, he didn't really reach. I mean, he went around where ADP was, but I don't like the Kyle Pitts pick. I don't like the Justin Herbert pick personally, and those are two you know, kind of important positions where I think he gave up some value taking those guys.
0: All right, I feel like for these next seven or eight, we should do a little speed round almost. We're coming up at like 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was even thinking maybe just splitting this into two episodes, just finishing up the next two. Yeah, for, that's fine too. For the first half, and then we can hit the second half of the league in the next episode. All right. That's How about that? So, so we've got Hunter and Isabel to. Well, or up do you want to do?
0: Do you want? Do you want? Alvino to assess himself, his own team. Kind um, explain the the insanity that he <laughs> chooses to go through. Well,
1: so let's see. He's on the next cool six with two episodes me. or whatever. Going. Yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah, I guess Alvino can just call him next time too. That's yeah. Fine.
1: Yeah, we can do we can record the next one tomorrow night. Let's let's just finish up the first half of the league this or tonight. Sure. We got Hunter up next and then followed by Isabel. So Alvino, yeah. what did you think about Hunter's draft? Or did you have anything else to say about OCs? I know that you wanted to reply to what I was saying. Um uh,
2: I was I just was gonna say that I do like Justin Herbert this year.
1: Um I think he is going to be
2: a, a a guy that's throwing a whole bunch and and throwing a lot of touchdowns with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, Austin Eckler kind of catching out of the backfield too as well. And then just kind of knowing that new offensive coordinator kind of coming in there from the Saints, they're going to be throwing that ball around a lot. Um, so I do like Justin Herbert to take that next step, but that was pretty much it.
1: Okay. Yeah, and, you know, I can see that happening, but I just – I don't know, man. I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in – Second year quarterbacks most of the time. So we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Alvino, what do you th- what do you think about Hunter's draft? Yeah, so Mr. Fillier, um
2: defending champ, I think he had one of the more underwhelming drafts of the night. Um, I have him nine out of eleven, so ninth best draft. Um, just kind of looking at it again, you have Saquon there. He's, he's going to be hit or miss. I think when you have Saquon and some of the games that he does play, I think a lot of teams, a lot of defense will load the box on him, and then he doesn't even end up performing um, that well even when he does perform. So Saquon is your RB1, um, but he does have those splash plays that didn't give him a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns um, every every other week or so. And then you have Daryl Henderson, RB2. Um, Sony Michelle comes in. And then, so he's going to be there to kind of back him up, but um, not too bullish on Daryl Henderson at all. He's kind of a little bit of a smaller stature guy. It's going to be, I think, third or fourth year in the league with the Rams. Um, and I mean, he's, he's done enough to stick around, but it's never done enough to kind of take over that role as, as a running back one in the, in the Rams offense. So not too bullish on him. And then you kind of look at Logan Thomas too, as well. Um, everybody again is going to be on Fitzpatrick too, but, you got Logan Thomas in there with Deomi Brown, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson. There's a lot of targets that got to go to to those guys. So um, the Odell pick at flex, though, is probably going to be my favorite one. I do love Odell. But um, Justin Jefferson, Robert Woods, his his receivers are going to be stacked. He's going to have to figure some things out with tight end and running back, though. All right, John, what do you
1: think about Hunter's draft?
0: Yeah, so I thought he had a pretty good draft. I mean, you can't go wrong with a guy like Tom Brady. Um, and then his wide receivers are very strong. Um, personally, just from my own bias of having them on my team, I just can't get behind Saquon, especially. I mean, I kn- he's going to be a first-round pick every year um, so far, rightfully so, with potential. But he's just another one of those guys like Joe Mixon to me where he's just on the sidelines too much to where I can't rely on him. Like, if I'm taking a guy round one, I want it to be somebody that I know is going to be out there most of the season. Um, which I guess I took McCaffrey. So I'm a hypocrite considering last year, but Saquon just, uh, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to stay healthy for too long. Um, And then I really like the Justin Jefferson pick. Um, I think he's going to continue to have another star season. Um, I mean, he was insane last year as a rookie Odell Beckham. We'll see. He might be able to put up something this year um, healthy, but Uh, I also really liked his pick with Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, I am completely biased with this analysis, but I just think Stevenson's going to be one of those surprise players. Like, he just seems to have what the Patriots are going to need around the goal line, and I think he's going to have a lot of touchdowns, and he's going to be like a third down guy at least for them. All right.
1: You know, for me, Hunter had the second worst draft in my opinion. I did not like his draft at all. Uh, I gave him a C overall, only better than Steve. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite pick of his was Tom Brady in the seventh. Really, I think Tom Brady could finish as a top three quarterback this year, and he got him in the seventh round after Justin Herbert, after a bunch of other quarterbacks. And I, I like that pick a lot. Uh, I was hoping to get him around that time, and Hunter kind of sniped him from me. I didn't like Saquon in the first. Honestly, I don't like Justin Jefferson a whole lot this year. Uh, I think that the Vikings' defense has improved, and they're going to have a lot more positive game scripts this year where they're going to be running it more. They're not going to have to throw it as much. And I just – I mean, Justin Jefferson is obviously – he's going to still be a solid wide receiver. I don't think that that's a terrible pick, but I don't like him as my wide receiver one personally. Uh, at least in round two. I would love him in round three or four, but I don't love him in round two. Um, and then, yeah, Saquon, man, the injuries are a problem. He's still dealing with it. I know, Alvino, you said you you expect him to be out there week one, but that's not what it's looking like from what I've seen. And even if he is, is he 100%? You 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 know, those first few weeks are really important in the fantasy season. And then just overall, the Giants fucking suck. And I know, Alvino, you're really high on them for some reason, <laughs> but they, I do not believe in the Giants' offense at all. Fair enough. Um, I mean,
2: I just, just from their drafts and um, their offseason acquisitions and additions, they just have a lot of talent on that team where I think the Giants can really make some noise this year, but um, they just have to prove it. So history hasn't been good on their side. Um, I do like Joe Judge as a head coach. I think he finally kind of gets them back on track. The, the thing is just going to be with Daniel Jones and and if he can kind of just towing down on the on their turnovers and and the mistakes and the mental mistakes too as well. Um, he's going to be the thing holding those New York Giants back. But I do like I do like their talent. Um, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, what what do you think about that Justin Jefferson take? Am I wrong there?
2: Um, Justin Jefferson, obviously he had the best rookie year for a receiver. Um, I, I wouldn't put it past him to see some regression, but I don't think is I just only see there's only two receivers in that Minnesota offense and that's Adam Thielen and and Justin Jefferson. So if Justin Jefferson's not getting it, then Adam Thielen's getting it. If Adam Thielen's not getting it, then Justin Jefferson's getting it. And I think if they're throwing the ball at least 20, 25 times, then, then they have enough to, to kind of split those, split those receptions, so.
1: Yeah, who um,
0: even is their tight end?
2: Irv Smith. Smith.
0: Well, shit, okay. not anymore, right? He's yeah, a, he just got. just came two out as today. Well.
2: But Irv Smith, he's going into his third year in the league, and he just he hasn't came on yet. Um, I know they had Kyle Rudolph in there too, as well. So they would end up with like two or three catches per game. But um, those those main guys are going to be those two on the outside, and and I think there'll be enough 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 balls for them to go around. Yeah, that's what she said. I'm trying to rephrase it, but it
0: didn't come out. Right. (laughs) I can tell when you stuttered.
1: (laughs) So we'll finish up the episode looking at, uh, Isabel's draft. Yeah. Isabel drafted the number six spot. Um, Alvino, what do you think about Isabel's draft? All right, Isabel, don't
2: hate me, but, um, I did have your draft as the
1: second worst. Um, seems
2: obviously a good one. Um, and then this is before the Gus Edwards thing uh, with J.K., but Zach Moss was was slotted in as the RB2. I also think Travis Etienne, you never knew what you were – We never knew what we were going to get out of him that season, but I wasn't too bullish on him, even if he was going to be a RB2 or flex. Um, but Zach Moss at the RB2, as of yesterday, wasn't going to be a good look either just because the Bills, they're just not going to run the ball, which will also hinder them in the playoffs again. Uh, Gary, you heard that here first, but – um, Jerry Judy going into a second year with Denver. I know he's he had a lot of drops last year in his rookie year. Hopefully he can kind of step up, but him as a as a as a wide receiver too, um, is gonna be a little bit of a risk along with, with Jacoby Myers. I think Jacoby Myers is gonna be one of the, the top two guys in the Patriots offense. You just never know. Um so that's also gonna be a risk too as well at, at the flex. So um overall I had it at I had her draft second worst. Okay. What about
1: you, John?
0: Yeah, so uh, I like Chase Claypool. Um, I mean, I it, it's hard because with the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger is just so unpredictable. But um, I just still think Chase Claypool, he had some huge games last year. If he can just be a little more consistent. I mean, he was killing people. I remember watching against the Eagles. But uh, Jared Judy, like Albino said, he was pretty underwhelming. Underwhelming last year as a rookie. Start off strong. I mean, I mean, you can't go wrong. Quarterback, running back with Pat Mahomes and Ezekiel Elliott, and then she had some luck with Gus Edwards. But uh, I just don't like a lot of her wide receivers aside from Chase Claypool. Um, I mean, AJ Brown, he's wide receiver one in Tennessee. But I mean, if you look at what Tannehill throws, he throws like 140 yards almost like every game. It seems like so. I just don't know if he's going to be putting up enough for a wide receiver one slot for me. Yeah, I think yeah. with A.J.
2: Brown, he's slotted to get about 19 points. I had of him last year. Um, kind of like you said, that that Tennessee offense runs a lot, so A.J. Brown gets, gets a lot of his points just through touchdowns. If he's not scoring touchdowns, then it's going to be hard for him to try to get those PPR receptions up in, in that yardage.
1: Yeah, I- Her draft was really interesting. I think it was one of the most uh, unique drafts of the whole league just because really her her first four picks were four different positions. So she went running back, wide receiver, tight end, quarterback. And my favorite pick of hers was Patrick Mahomes in the fourth. I mean, he's been going in the second in most drafts. She got him in the fourth round. That's the most yeah. consi- that's the most consistent quarterback in the league. He's odds-on favorite to be the number one QB. Just having Patrick Mahomes can win you weeks. Getting him in the fourth round is honestly great value. Um, my, my least favorite pick of hers probably is A.J. Brown. Because, yeah, I, I think there were just better guys available at that time in the second round. It's the middle of the second. I, I liked Calvin Ridley better at that time. Uh, yeah. I honestly probably would have liked Justin Jefferson better. Maybe even Keenan Allen better. Um, so, you know, I, I thought it was a little bit of a reach for AJ Brown. But having Mahomes, Waller, and Zeke at three of your main position spots are... I mean, she's going to have a pretty good advantage most weeks. Overall, well, again... Except
0: when she plays you, though, because you're going
1: undefeated. Well, that's true. I'm going to win every single week. This also,
0: year. can you just make a statement real fast? Because Steve any time that he loses to isabel claims that the decision between the two of you
1: i do not help her out i don't
0: all right easy enough
1: fucking <laughs> cheese <laughs> i i no i don't i like whenever <laughs> i beat her i like whenever she loses uh, i don't help her out um, overall though i thought i mean her draft was unique and i don't like her depth but her starting lineup is going to be fucking solid. And as long as she doesn't have any injuries, and again, this is kind of helped by uh, the, the J.K. Dobbins injury. Now she has Gus Edwards as her RB2 probably. But I, I graded her out as a B-plus as well because I just think that having uh, – Here's the one thing, though, to Patrick me. Mahomes and Darren Waller, I mean, those are two top three guys every single week at those positions. Just those two can win you weeks. And then see, I,
0: I agree. But my thing about Gus Edwards is that that was a nice strike of fortune for her. But he has four weeks to prove that he deserves touches. If he doesn't do it three or four weeks by that point, he's not going to be like it's going to be a split backfield
1: at the best for him. Uh, I which... just, I mean, the, the Ravens love Gus Edwards, he's been getting work even before this yeah, year. But,
0: uh, as a primary guy, though, you gotta put up those. You gotta be averaging close to four yards per carry, and not fumbling or something. If he does, he has a couple bad games, the row, they're gonna get someone else that opportunity. I feel like.
1: Yeah, the Ravens are. They have heavy to love teams. him as
0: a primary, not complimentary guy.
1: Lamar Jackson is the primary. Is that and that's the bottom? Line. Oh yeah. Gus Edwards is gonna be a secondary. He's a great thought. running back. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna come in and he's gonna hit some of those power. I was talking runs. about Lamar Jackson. Oh well, he is, but, <laughs> I mean. You're gonna have Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, and a little bit of Justice Hill. And I don't know. I yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want Gus Edwards as an RB one. And I'm I'm not super happy with him as an RB two if I had him, but I think that given the other positions, then I I liked her draft quite a bit. Yeah, I think that B
2: plus may be a little bit of a reach. Again, she's got three strong players in that position but she's got just kind of there's just too many holes possibly two to three holes in there just kind of looking at everybody else's roster in the league you can pretty much only afford one hole if you
1: got one hole then
2: then you you're pretty solid but if you got two to three then then you're gonna you're gonna be struggling
1: yeah I, I think she's skating really well but it's on very thin ice where really one injury especially two injuries could completely derail her season so yeah, she, she doesn't have depth, but I really like that Gus oh, Edwards isn't on
0: by only for week seven.
1: <laughs> right. Ah. All right. So we're uh, we're approaching an hour here. Um, I think that's going to do it for the first half of our draft reaction show. Alvino, we're going to have you on again maybe tomorrow night.
0: For the I'll s- be open. Se-
1: All right, for the second half. And we're going to go over – Ivan, Alvino, John, Connor, Peter, and Steve in the next edition of the draft recap. You guys got anything before we wrap this up?
0: That's all for me, too.
1: All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Alvino. It was good having you on. And that's another episode of the Norman News Bulletin Podcast. Thank you, guys. Peace.